Welcome back to What's Next, Living Longer, Better, Smarter. Today, spanning and scanning through generations. This episode is made possible by VividPix. So I've been in the photo business for 37 years and I've seen a lot of things come go, but one thing has not changed and that this wonderful thing we call a photograph captures a moment in time so that we're able to reminisce and relive those memories tomorrow. And it's, and it's important for us to do that so we can share them with loved ones and we can share them with future generations. So please don't let your memories fade. They're important. Mary will be hearing more from our friend Rick Voigt from Vivid Picks in this episode, Spanning and Scanning Through Generations. Yes, Rick, we, some exciting news from you today. Um, we're so happy to have you back again. Mary and Fred, it's certainly a pleasure to be with you today, all the time. And Matt, great to see you as well. And that leads us to the National Genealogical Society and Executive Director Matt Manashes. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. Thanks for having me on today. We really appreciate it. Hey, Rick, good to see you again. Well, Matt, your organization is 120 years old. It's older than me. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about the organization and its mission. Sure, Fred. Thanks. Thanks again. Well, you know, what we are in the business of is helping people make discoveries and leave a, leave a legacy. Our work at the National Genealogical Society is really focused on inspiring people to discover their past and share the, that past with future generations. Um, we work and, on education largely and through our world-class courses, we enable people of all ages uh, and all cultures to learn about genealogy and how to share their family story with others. And we have a network of over 550 partner organizations, whether they be other genealogy societies or family associations, libraries, archives, and museums. We work with them to help people connect with their family and their community and understand their community's history, their family's history, and their cultural history. And by working with our members, we have over 10,000 individual members, and with the public, we ensure those family stories last for generations, something we're really proud of. Of course, I've been working with older adults for a long time, uh, over 30 years, and we know this is a strong passion and interest. But tell us what you're seeing today when it comes to genealogy and family history. Yeah, Mary, really, really interesting times for us. You know, we're kind of having a real cultural moment in genealogy and family history. Whether you've watched Finding Your Roots or Genealogy Roadshow on PBS or Who Do You Think You Are on NBC, the major networks, or if you've read about investigative genetic genealogy in the newspaper, or even if you've read the, the uh, Forensic Genealogist novel series by Nathan Dillon Goodwin, family history, genealogy were, are more popular than ever. Um, you know, and this cultural excitement generates momentum for us and really gets people of all ages excited. But there is a clear rise in interest in family history and genealogy for people after the age of 50. Um, let me just give you one example. There's a large interest in adoption research, which makes sense. What's interesting is there really doesn't seem to be a limit for the age of people who have the urge to understand who their birth parents are. And we see a significant interest 
in understanding and finding out who your birth parents are, particularly from people over 50. Um, family history is an emotional and intellectual exercise, and it's important for people aging well. As you can imagine, sharing family history provides a tremendous feeling of pride and joy, and people feel great when, that they, when they know that they can share their ancestors' history with younger and future generations. Um, does that make some sense? It, it does. Let me ask you, Matt, has the sure. ad addition of all of this DNA testing and the availability of that, what has that done to the, this field and the popularity? Yeah, it's it's just been tremendous. You know, they, the, the number of people who have taken um, DNA tests and submitted the, those results to or submitted those tests to the major genealogy companies is in the millions. And those people are finding information out um, and are pursuing their family history more and more. You know, the connection between knowing you have a DNA match and understanding that match and how that person fits into your family is a really important uh, feature of, of both family history and the genealogy work that goes into tracing back your ancestors and your kin. Um, and it's important to realize that it's not just about your your direct um, line from DNA. Family is much more than DNA, right? There are a lot of people like we were talking about just a moment ago and who are adopted. And being able to tell those family stories and make those connections is just as important as DNA connections today. Well said, well said. So that leads us to some news we want to get to officially being announced this week at the big Roots Tech Conference, which is in person in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace, as well as online at rootstech.org. Rick, your focus with VividPix has been on improving, restoring photos and documents, and in the process, improving lives. Unpack for us what you're announcing at Roots Tech. Thank you, Fred. So Roots Tech is the largest family history event in the world. Um, tens of thousands of people will come together in Salt Lake, millions of people online. And what we strive to do is restore memories. And those memories are certainly photographic memories. And photos are a prompt in order to be able to bring forth the memory that sits within our brain in order to be able to share our own story and future to future generations. So what we're announcing at Roots Tech is, is, is this relationship with the National Genealogical Society. And as Matt was covering a little bit ago, is this is that NGS is the largest organization in the country, also reaching up into Canada, the societies, libraries, archives, and museums, in order to pull forth the knowledge, helping people with their research. And then two, as we've covered briefly, tends to skew towards older people. And we, I, I'm part of that as well, uh, we want to share our story with future generations. So together, the National Genealogical Society and any within the senior living community, whether living at home or in locations, are able to get into family history in order to be able to share their story. We want to note to, for, for our viewers and listeners that there, there might be an occasional breakup. Rick is on the road on his way out to Salt Lake City. Mary? Uh, I've seen just how wonderful these photos can be restored, Rick, with your technology. And you're bringing lots of pieces together with this memory station 
I can imagine the conference will just be rocking with passionate people and they'll be very excited to see the transformation of their photos. Yeah, we chose the word memory station on purpose because a memory can be a photograph, but it can also be the neurogenesis within our brain of pulling forth a memory. And we've been installed with the memory station in senior living facilities and libraries and societies. And, and at this conference, more people are going to be able to realize how powerful this station is to be able to capture stories. Well, let's take a look at a little video that you produced for the Roots Tech Conference. I'm Ken Larson. I'm from Squim, Washington. Genealogy is finding names, dates, and places. You've got family history, which is learning about the people. My name's Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'm from California. My family history message to future generations is that everybody needs to be remembered. It's worth telling the stories of not just the people who have passed, but to get your own story down. And because the descendants of the future are looking to us to make sure that this happens. And if we're responsible genealogists, we're not just looking at the people who have passed, but we're working to save our own stories too. VividPix is all about making it simple to relive your memories. This includes scanning or downloading photos and documents to create your family history, fast, easy, and affordable software to improve these images, and various education to help people do more. I want my grandkids, I've got three grandkids right now, to understand their heritage. Where did they come from? Where did the Larsons come from? Where did the tools come from? Where did the picks come from? My son-in-law was, he and his family escaped from Czechoslovakia under the Soviet Union and the stories that they had to go through. That's important family history. It tells a little bit about who they are and how they got here to this country. I have tried Vivid Picks Restore and I was really blown away by the results. I loved being able to just push one little button and poof, there, I've got a beautiful picture. And especially on those documents that are really hard to read, it was very helpful with those. I was a Photoshop guy, taught it for years. Much prefer this. It's a whole lot easier than this super learning curve of the Photoshop and other products. Make them a whole lot better for their albums and their family search and their ancestry uploads. It's very simple. I open it up and there's shows me multiple uh, images of how it will look depending on which one I select. Select it, click the button, and it just happens. I would recommend it for the very simple reason you don't have to be a techie. The whole education arm of VividPix is so important. Telling people about story. I've been a strong advocate my entire career about the power of story. That's why people engage in genealogy. That's why people join societies, attend webinars, show up at conferences. They're excited, they're engaged about finding their family's stories. The power of story, it changes lives. We know that, that's why, that's why we do this. VividPix has been a wonderful partner to help people find their stories and appreciate the power of story. Then in addition to really strong, really solid education, we're so pleased to be partnering with VividPix on the memory care aspect. And if you think about it, there's, there's kind of two ways of interpreting memory care. 
One, we know our photographs contain many of our family's memories. VividPix is helping us care for those memories. Second, we know how important it is to take care of our family members, our friends, our loved ones who are on the dementia spectrum. And VividPix, through their work with the National Institute for Dementia Studies, has found and has identified and articulated best what we kind of thought or believed all along, that taking pictures, marrying really good metadata to those pictures, or taking pictures to our loved ones and recalling stories and events related to the picture we're showing helps people. Vivid Picks and the National Genealogical Society developed a turnkey program to help organizations bring the public in the door. Through this partnership, organizations can access equipment, classes, and interactive programs that connect people with their family history and organizations with new audiences. We installed the memory station in June of 2022, and I'd like to tell you some of the things we've gotten done, because it's been great. We've scanned over 2,000 CGS photos and almost three gigabytes of CGS historical documents. It's also been very popular with our members, having scanned countless photos and historical documents themselves for their own family history work. Very well done. Matt, tell us about the importance of your partnership here and what it's going to mean going forward. Thanks, Fred. Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, we have a very large network of community-based organizations. And through that network, we can connect with people at home and people who have entered other home environments like senior living. And as a national organization, we can work with local, state, and other national organizations to help everyone thrive as they age with education and resources for everyone anywhere. Our work with VividPix is a massive step in our ability to bring solutions to the public, encourage people to preserve their past, and allow them to share it forward with future generations. And we're really proud to be working with Rick and others on solutions for memory care, something that's important to all of us in our community. Uh, both Rick and I have had experience in, in taking care of, of, of um, parents, grandparents with memory care issues. And so I'm particularly proud of the work that Rick's doing on this front. So Rick, I'm on my way to London uh, in March to judge an international competition on solutions for memory care and dementia. Um, so tell us more about how the memory station can be used to help people and families coping with dementia. Yeah, a number of different ways. So we did primary research a little over a year ago in order to be able to use photos, and as NIH describes, that photo reminiscence therapy is using prompts like photos and music in order to bring forth memories. So we've just taken that to the next level in order to be able to use these photos in order to bring forth these stories. For those who are looking to have a hobby that can have cognitive benefit, family history genealogy is a great exercising of the brain. So that's one way that it can help. And then secondly, if in fact you're wanting to reminisce with a loved one and that person may not 
may remember 50 years ago a whole lot better than 50 seconds ago. And using a photograph in order to bring forth a prompt and a conversation is wonderful for the loved one caregiver or just someone to have a conversation or to the paid caregiver where they're able to better understand the person that they're working with and, and create this connection between the two people. You've done a, a lot of work here to make this technology broadly accessible to everyone. I think people can try it for free too, if I'm not mistaken. That, tell us more about that and, and the plans for the future with your technology. So we've been around for 10 years and people are able to download our software in order to be able to improve faded photos and documents. And that's for free. Then two is, is that the memory stations are being installed literally across the country in libraries, archives, museums, um, and in society locations. And, and chances are they might have one of these locations in there, and that's a growing number, in order to be able to try it for free within these facilities. And you might like it enough that you want it in your own home. So one of the things that we have learned when working with senior living facilities is we've got a high turnover of people. And with that high turnover of people, the, the individuals working in the, in the location may not know who that person is that they're working with. The high turnover of employees is causing the, the individual within the facility not to be understood by the caregiver. So by capturing the stories photographically, then adding who the person is photographically with text. Now we're able to train those associates within the facilities. And that's actually something that we're also launching at RootsTech this year, which is through VividPix prints, the ability to do just that with what we're calling memory cards. So I think that's a really important point, Rick. Um, caregivers turnover is the number one problem for home care agencies and senior housing. And so I think of people I know who suffered with dementia, who had high profile jobs. And when someone's seeing them now, they're seeing a person with dementia, they're not seeing all the kinds of things that they did throughout their life. So anything that personalizes uh, who that person is and provides a better context and understanding as we have this sea of turnovers in caregiving, that's a really important point. Um, so we should go to Matt and learn a little more about the resources you provide for your membership. And I'm just so excited about this deal. I think we want to get the word out to everybody and you reach a lot of members, right? We do. We do, Mary, thanks. You know, it, as Rick was just saying, you know, lifelong learning is a big part of our focus at the National Genealogical Society. And, and as Rick said, keeping mentally active through learning is one of the ways to help with memory care. So we have courses and resources like family history charts and templates that can help you as you begin your family history journey. And as you get more and more skilled, you can continue on with your education through sort of intermediate level um, courses up to advanced skills for genealogists at all levels. And we're really passionate about that, but we're even more passionate about connecting people while they're learning. It's better to learn with others. 
And whether you're at our in-person conferences or our online conferences, we actually have an online community we call Forum, where people can connect together. Connecting with others helps you with your learning process. It's the same sort of idea that Rick was just describing in terms of dementia care. When, the, when people connect, they hold on to those thoughts and memories longer. Not only helps you learn faster, in our case, but it also helps create friendships and be part of a community of wonderful people in the National Genealogical Society, whether they're across the United States, whether whatever background they're from, and even from people around the world. Um, so it, we're really, really, really thrilled to be able to provide the kinds of educational resources we do. And if it can assist people as they age through lifelong learning, that's fantastic. I think the point you made earlier about adoption, mm -hmm. and there's such an interest in science now as people expand their families. And I think I hadn't connected the dots around that and your organization until you did. And I think that really what you're providing is family resources. It's not just a hobby for people who care Correct. about genealogy. It's really an amazing resource for people who want to understand how these things are connected. And it's true. I think some of the television shows have pushed this out in terms of uh, expanding awareness. And COVID certainly had people looking to take more interest in, you know, how healthy their overall family was and and how yep. they're all connected. So congratulations on this important work. It, it seems it seems to me, Matt, that this could be, uh, I mean, we mentioned that the older adults maybe have a, a more keen interest in this, uh, but what a wonderful intergenerational activity Absolutely. I think this could be. Tell me Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the, one of the best parts about family history is the connection between a parent or a grandparent and a child or a grandchild and being able to tell those stories. And sometimes, you know, great grandchildren and great grandparents. Um, I yet I don't think I've heard of a great, great grandparent to great, great grandchild story, but I'm sure that exists too. But the intergenerational aspect of family history is is a huge part of what we encourage people to do to make those connections. And it's not just intergenerational amongst families, but it's also intergenerational within communities, right? A lot of genealogy is based on where people were. And so the connections within a community traced back to, you know, the founding of America or, um, you know, or, you know, to a, to a community overseas before immigrants came to this country. Um, the connections between uh, enslaved persons in in the U.S. South and those families and how they've they've grown over time and making those connections intergenerationally and back to to kin that we don't even have around anymore. Right? It just creates that sense of connection and, and bond that we're all so supportive of. You know, it's really really an amazing tool that. You know, for somebody like myself in my mid 50s, I'm so excited to be able to share this with my child who's 11 now and to be able to tell him the stories of his grandparents and great grandparents. It's interesting. And I have, uh, they're all personal stories for all of us, but I have a granddaughter who is about to be on stage in her high school production of Fiddler on the Roof. Mm -hmm. Wonderful show. 
I told her it's a personal story for you. And I told her the story about my grandfather, her great, great grandfather who lived that. I mean, mm -hmm. he came here, fled, fled the persecution in, in, in Russia and came to this country as a, as a teenager. So as you said, the intergenerational stories, and this really is personal to, to, to all of us, I think. I, I agree. And, you know, there's also something to be said about connecting generations, giving people the skills to understand each other is also part of what we all need to be doing to, to heal some of the wounds of COVID, of, you know, the politics in this country and things like that. Um, there's just so much value that can be gained from our ability to connect to each other as humans. Well, thank you. Go ahead, Mary. Were you going to say something? Oh, well, A, I'm excited about your uh, granddaughter and the play. Uh, I think <laughs> that that's a moment in time you're going to want a picture. Uh, I was at a very inspiring memorial this week, and uh, we, the person had been in the Navy, and it was so wonderful to see the images and the music, and they played Anchors Away, and I wanted to find my father's picture as a, as a sailor, you know, and, and so music and images really help us tell the story. So I want to thank again, the National Genealogical Society and all of your members for what we are about to do. I'd also like to thank the health community and the senior living community and society and know that across America, there are local locations that wish to work with other local businesses and organizations in order to help people. So please reach out. We're here to work with you. We're here to help people. So the website for the National Genealogical Society is ngsgenealogy.org. Genealogy is G-E-N-E-A-L-O-G-Y.org. And you can find Rick and his work at vivid-pix.com. Mary? I just think this is a really interesting partnership between an entrepreneurial company and a, a national association or international. And I think it's great to see these two groups coming together to provide help for the greater good. So I want to say thank you to all of you. We appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for hosting us. This was wonderful. And we want to thank Vivid Picks for helping to make this edition possible. You can find all of our episodes along with What's Next Longevity Deal Talk at maryfurlong.com slash podcast. Thank you for taking time to join us. And remember to subscribe.